Are you confused about real food and what's healthy and good for the planet? Do you need the facts about local, organic, and sustainable food? Well, get ready to change the way you eat. Get ready for The Appropriate Omnivore with Aaron Zober, right here on Green Earth Radio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Appropriate Omnivore on Green Earth Radio. We've got a great show for you today. Our guest is nutritionist Isabel Charleston. Plus, today is our final show of Fighting for Foie Gras Month. But first, let's get to our appetizers and find out what happened this week in the world of real food. Two genetic engineers have come forward saying to warn us about genetically modified foods. First was Dr. Michael Antoine Yu of King's College London School of Medicine in England, who uses genetic engineering for medicine but is against it being used in food for humans or animals. The other scientist was John Fagan, a former engineer who returned $614,000 in grant money to the NIH after he became concerned about the crop's ethics and safety. This news couldn't have come at a better time as we're kicking off our campaign for the California Right to Know proposition on our show today. To have genetic engineers behind it gives the issue a lot of pull. The mass death of cattle herd on a Texas farm has been linked to cows eating hybrid grass known as Tifton 85. The grass, which had been there for 15 years, has started producing cyanide gas. The U.S. Department of Agriculture is investigating if there was any unexpected mutation in the grass. This story has been misreported as the grass being genetically engineered. While that was false, the grass is still a hybrid, which is unnatural. Regular grass doesn't have these problems, and cattle raised on normal grass produces the best beef. In Indiana, the Board of Animal Health started its virtual hearing at the beginning of this month on whether the state should legalize the sale of raw milk for human consumption, as currently there, raw milk is only legal for animal consumption. Hoosiers are debating between the right to choose and the alleged health risks. I'm a strong supporter of raw milk, and I see it as when done right is extremely healthy. Here's hoping Indiana makes the right choice and allows its citizens the right to fresh milk. Also, the drought in the Corn Belt and other areas of the U.S. has pushed the bushel price of corn up 27%. This is particularly troublesome as the crops will soon face the two-week pollination period where bad weather can cause significant damage. The drought is clearly a sign of climate change, and this shows how climate change can hurt our agricultural system. And finally, as the California foie gras ban goes into place tomorrow, restaurants are finding ways around it similar to what was done in Chicago during their brief time foie gras sales were outlawed. The law only makes it illegal to produce or sell it in the state. Some restaurants are looking for loopholes, such as offering it for free or having it as a side dish. In addition, the Los Angeles and San Francisco police departments say they don't have any plan to investigate these cases. I'm glad to hear that foie gras will still be available, but banning it is still wrong. As the one California foie gras farm has now shuttered, we'll be getting the duck liver from other states and possibly other countries. So the ban won't stop foie gras consumption, but will make it less sustainable as we're not able to get it locally anymore. And now for our main course, which today is the California GMO Initiative. From now until the November election on the appropriate omnivore, We'll be reminding listeners why it's important to vote yes on the GMO labeling proposition. A couple months ago, I had Annette Aguilar, the East L.A. chapter leader for the proposition on my show. This was back when they were collecting signatures to get the initiative on the ballot in November. A couple weeks ago, we found out that we have enough signatures. Now we need to get endorsements and tell people why it's important to, write, to, to vote yes. The right to know proposition is about requiring food that's genetically modified to be labeled. The proposition isn't trying to get GMOs banned, but to allow the public the right to know what foods are genetically engineered. GMO labeling exists in over 40 countries worldwide, including all of Europe. So the United States is behind the curve on this. Additionally, no tests have been at done on humans to adequately show what effects GMOs have. California is the first state to get this on the ballot. Since then, Oregon has also had a GMO ballot, and other states are working on getting right-to-know initiatives on their November ballots. But the states are all, are all relying on having the California ballot go through at the polling place in November in order to have similar ballots in their states. Here to talk with me about the California right-to-know ballot proposition is nutritionist Isabel Charleston. 
Isabel, it's great to have you on my show. Oh, thank you, thank you. My pleasure. Right, it's, and uh, for listeners, we actually just met. We were at a meeting um, just a couple days ago, kicking off the whole campaign process, and came across Isabel, who she is a supporter of it, and she's also a nutritionist. So why don't you tell the listeners a little about what you do as a nutritionist and then explain how that got you then into the California Right to Know proposition. Sure. I've been researching on nutrition for over 30 years, and it's the, the basic um, <clears throat> thing that I think for nutrition is food, what we put in our mouth. Uh, some people say that we are what we eat. Actually, we are what we can cons- uh, <clears throat> digest. And we cannot digest genetically engineered foods. P- particles of those uh, uh, foods, uh, genetically engineered foods, stays in our bodies, in our organs. And they are constantly making up bacteria and viruses. And uh, even if we stop eating them, they still will be there. We need to a good herbal detox. And uh, researching on this, I uh, came along with somebody from Chico, California. Her name is Pam Larry, that she was going to do the initiative. And I said, oh, wow, this is amazing. So that's why I'm here. Well, we're glad to have you on because certainly, as I've explained before, this is going to be a thing that we're going to, I think, try to work into every show up until, you know, the uh, the ballot in November. We'll be given updates on it because right now we don't know the proposition number. So certainly right. when we get that, that'll be news for people. It's more easy to refer to it um, so people know what proposition to go for and – I mean, you know, we're, there's going to be a lot of events in the upcoming months for people that can go to. So we'll be giving information on that. And yeah, Pam Larry, she's an amazing person because I had um, well, I met her a couple months ago at the Hollywood Farmer's Market and then got to uh, talk to her a little more. It, it was great getting to meet her. And so um, so what exactly does your nutritionist uh, practice? What kind of uh, um, practice I do, do you do? Um, I do uh, give a free consultation. And I see what the person is in, into nutrition, what are they eating, uh, the combination of foods, the type of water, and what type of uh, um, dental, um, what uh, dental um, f- fixtures they have in their mouth. That causes a lot of health problems. So based on that, I make an, ali- an, an analysis, and um, I, I sell also uh, some herbs and advise the person to, uh, what type of herbs uh, uh, they should uh, take and when and what type of water. I'm actually into alkaline water, mm-hmm. and that's, uh, it is my experience that when the body is alkaline, it starts healing itself. So I'm not into actually drugs if, if they're not necessary, um, unless you know we have an, are into an accident. But uh, just a daily good food like uh, the farmers market. There's a lot of uh, uh, organic foods, not that expensive, uh, and anybody can be uh, can enjoy great health. That's what I'm all about. Our farmers markets are great. In fact, there's a great one right around the station that going on uh, as we do this show before and after the North Hollywood Farmers Market. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and the prices are right, and there's uh, amazing. We, we've been there for, I, I think, since they start, uh, opened on September. And uh, there are more and more, more and more uh, vendors and uh, uh, people coming in, and we got a, a lot of uh, signatures for the ballot uh, for for the petition. We got in eight weeks in California, we got almost a million signatures, and uh, most of us uh, volunteers. Right. So, do you so, find it generally easy to get signatures? Is it one that people are usually very responsive to when they hear what it's oh, about? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's surprising, actually. Even people are not that familiar with GMOs. Once you explain to them, you know, we have the right to know what's in our food. You know, what is we have the right to know? Our, right now, the industry is taking our rights, 
and uh, they're giving us uh, food that they're not labeled, and we are eating this since 1996 without knowing it. So I think we had enough. I think so. I mean, I think it's amazing to me um, very much the platforms that can uh, go across. I mean, because Pam was saying about it's, you know, it's not a thing of going just toward the Democratic Party or going toward mm-hmm. the Republican. She wants to go for all. And I think also it's different. Um, I just see it as so many different groups. I think also the different uh, ethnic groups that it can apply across because GMOs are in a lot of food. So like when uh, Annette was on my show, she said she got very – uh, involved with it because uh, from Mexican culture about corn is very important part of, of the food and, and the culture and, the and, uh, and that right. got her involved because there's a lot of, I mean, in not just in America but in, in other countries about genetically modified corn and so that's certainly uh, you know, one group that's involved and, you know, so I see kind of people of uh, all different ages and all different ethnicities involved with it and uh, Absolutely it um, affects our health. It, it doesn't matter. Even they, they're even making baby foods that are GMOs. Infamil, Similac, there are, to me, it's my personal opinion that those are crimes against humanity. Giving a baby genetically modified foods. And they're making uh, for pets uh, um, genetically modified foods. It, it's just uh, not right. It isn't, right, especially for kids. Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of goes into extra-sensitive area because, I mean, I'm not for, you know, banning. And, and that's the thing people need to realize about this uh, initiative, that there's no freedom that's imposing that if you want these, but it's that we have the right to know, we have the right to see it on our product like we have all other labeling. I mean, you label the, the, the amount of fat in it, you label the carbohydrates, the calories. I mean, so there's no reason why... The label should not also include if it's GMO or yeah. not. Yeah, that's right, and it won't cost any more. It's just the, the, the letters. These are genetically engineered foods. That's all. Right, and it's not going to hurt it. I mean, no. does I mean, do foods high in fat does has that really hurt them? I mean, we still have those, but it's certainly for people like you and I that want to make the choice. Absolutely. we have the choice to do that. Yes, we we are powerful. We are the consumers. We are the base of any economy. That's why we're uh, gathering together. Together, we can scream loud and let the, the uh, corporations know that we uh, um, want our rights back. We want to be in for consumers. And, and I want to see if what I'm eating to, uh, uh, myself or giving to my family, if it's organic or genetically engineered or non-GMO. Absolutely. So now, when you've been at these farmers markets, have there been any challenges of people not wanting to sign it? Has there been any opposition that you've heard? Um, yes, yes. In my experience, uh, I usually um, used to talk from ninety to one hundred and twenty people gathering signatures, and only three, three uh, um, males, <laughs> males well dressed, and these are biotech people. Ah, well, <laughs> yes, the, so, the one that you would uh, that you would you know expect, and three, not a lot of people, so I mean, it shows no. how uh, how supportive people are, and what was their excuse for the, it? The excuse is that we're ignorant, we do not know what we're talking about, and that the world is better with genetically engineered food. And I said, oh, you sound like Monsanto. You spend your education. Monsanto is making, uh, giving you hundreds of thousands. And uh, one told me, get alive. Uh, uh, leave us alone. And I said, oh, no, that way. See, uh, under me, there's no money. It is my health. I'm here for my health, my family's health, my community health, and eventually my country. Yeah, so of course the peop- the one people that try to say that the uh, information not true is the people that work in the industry, and yes. and you don't hear that from people outside mm-hmm. that no one. Uh, so I think you know, we're somewhat of an advantage that a lot of people don't know what it is. But I think also, I mean, I think you know most people would support it because when they hear the thing genetically engineered, I mean, you know it, that can that's a very powerful word to use because they can think of maybe you know some of these like. Uh, like, you know, mad scientist movies or something, <laughs> genetically engineered food. I mean, I think, so I think it's a very understandable thing by simply saying genetically modified. 
I think if most people heard that, they would not want to have something that's genetically modified. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we're uh, drinking Coca-Cola and, uh, and sodas are genetically engineered. And a lot of juice that you buy at the market are genetically engineered. Um, I think all of uh, or most of uh, fast food restaurants are all genetically engineered. If you, if you cook with canola... Uh, masala oil, vegetable oil, you're using genetically engineered oils. Right. Yeah. And which is, I think, a reason that we use a lot of these oils as, because I'm personally, I'm a big supporter of the tropical oils of uh, coconut and palm and also also other oils like olive oil and okay, olive avocado oil. oil are good. And I mean, a big reason that I, th- you know, I think we've stopped using these oils. Well, one is the whole thing about the misunderstanding about saturated fats, mm-hmm. but um I think the other thing that reason we're using a lot is, um, I mean, because olive oil doesn't uh, fit in the saturated fat. Using a lot is because these are genetically modified and there are subsidies on them. So they're very cheap because of their connection with the government, with Monsanto, that yes, it's, it's uh, a powerful thing. Yes, olive oil is great. Um, avocado oil and coconut oil is delicious. I could put those three and it's just wonderful. And that. Uh, Made a change, and you will see the taste. It tastes, your food will taste great. Absolutely. And those are the ones that I cook with as well. So, yeah. So now we have the needed number of signatures for it, so it is going to be on the ballot. So what's basically what's the next step? The next step is to educate our voters. Our voters, please inform your family, your friends, um, uh, your doctors, Anybody that you know, the restaurant that you go and, and, and buy, that um, if they are familiar with genetically engineered foods, if they are not, uh, they say, what is that? Well, genetically engineered foods are not natural. Those are foods made in labs. For example, let's take the corn plant. They take the corn plant and they inject genes from um, pesticides. <clears throat> Then the, the corn comes out, it looks like a corn, it tastes like a corn. But the DNA is the DNA of a virus. That corn is not classified as a vegetable because that corn is a herbicide or a pesticide. The DNA has changed. And we're eating this without knowing it since 1996. No wonder we, we have uh, uh, epidemics of diabetes, cancer, heart attacks, uh, digestive uh, problems, <clears throat> all kinds, of, uh, and we wonder why. Well, we're not eating a, a, an organic food. Just make that simple change, and you will notice a remarkable change in your health. Yeah, right. So now you mentioned 96 was when this started, and... Can you tell us a little of some of the origins about basically how um, like Monsanto got into power and how it, it all occurred? Yeah. Yes, Monsanto has um, <clears throat> been uh, with chemicals for a long time. They help make uh, the atomic bomb, the DDT, and uh, the orange, uh, Agent Orange for Vietnam. And in the Bush administration, they signed a paper the Bush gave them 100% control for, uh, for any uh, experiments, anything they want to do with genetically engineered foods, 100%. So they can make any test they want without letting anybody know. Nobody has to approve them. Uh, and, and all that is money. They're making billions and billions. And these are very powerful people. Uh, Michael Taylor uh, used to be Monsanto's lawyer. Right now, he's uh, the FDA CEO, and um, and used to be he used to be also Monsanto's vice president. So there's uh, all kinds of fraud there with the FDA, you know, for hundreds for over a hundred years. This is nothing new. Happening. Right. So certainly a lot of powerful companies. And certainly that's going to be one of the biggest challenges in getting this ballot to pass in November is that Monsanto has a lot of money to spend. Oh, absolutely. He, they have millions, millions. They are planning to, I think, uh, spend over 200 millions 
um, an ads against us, but we are the consumers. We are the one fighting for our health. I, <laughs> I'm in this position and I feel like almost it's a revolution just to go to the market and, and buy an organic uh, product. So, so yes, we, and we have no money, but we are the ones with the power. We are the ones who vote. And uh, united, that's why we are uniting, because we are powerful. We do not realize, but we are powerful. We are the base of any economy. We tell them what we want, and they will change. We are, and I think also, I think we can perhaps get some uh, some large, uh, you know, it's all about getting to the people, but certainly we can get some people, you know, corporations are headed by people too that, I think we can get some people. I think one of the most amazing ones we have is Chipotle is endorsing the ballot process. I mean, I think that's great. So there's an example of how, and certainly this plan in the the upcoming months is about getting people and perhaps getting some people to have their organizations behind it, getting, you know, we can get money donated from individuals. Yes, please. Uh, If you would go to the California Right to Know, that org slash endorse. We need uh, uh, individual endorsements and business endorsements because we expect to have in four more weeks a hundred thousand endorses. So if people with big money see that uh, the com- community is with us, is actually with us, we can show them that you are with us. Then they will uh, give us uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars that we need. For ads. <laughs> That's great. Now, do you know some of the other, uh, if there are any other like big companies, big names that have endorsed the ballot initiative um, so Well, uh, yes, there's uh, uh, Dr. Mercola. There's a lot of doctors oh, there. Yes. <laughs> and uh, a lot of organizations, organic organizations uh, have endorsed us. Uh, there's already, uh, whoa, over 2,000 endorse- endorsements. Uh, yeah, are the endorsements up on the website yet? Yes, yes, they are in the website. And again, I will repeat: ca California right to know dot org slash endorse. Just uh, go there, fill it up, and that's it. Please do it now. Right, I'm glad to hear. Yeah, actually, well, we got we got that on the station. Um, so yeah, actually, there's a number of big uh, endorsements of it. Um, yeah, Dr. McCall, that's a great one because I'm a big supporter of him, and I know also. Uh, the West Knight Price Foundation, which he's involved with, uh, have uh, have also endorsed it. And, yeah, I mean, there's a long list of, uh, oh, yes. of different companies. I mean, the Sierra Club, it's, uh, I see on their Sierra Club, California. Um, and seems like, oh, Stonyfield Farms. I mean, there's a very mm-hmm. big organic company that's, uh, that's supporting it. And, I mean, just a lot of, you know, United Farm Workers, I see they have it. Yeah. It's um, certainly just... A lot of uh, small practices like a wealth, Westlake Health and Wellness Center. So you can see that it's uh, there's a number on there already. And are most of these endorsements pretty new, or did this start when you were getting these signatures just to uh, get on the ballot? These the, endorsements. The endorsements are new. They are new. Wow. Yeah, so in new. this in this short amount of time, about how uh, 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 how short of a period did n- these come in? Less than two weeks. Wow. So. Yes. All of these. Oh, and because so, actually, me and we were talking about getting a, a celebrity chef. So uh, Curtis Stone uh, is endorsing it, which he's Ooh. the uh, he's been the celebrity wow. chef that's been on uh, Biggest Loser, telling the contestants how to uh, awesome. how to make healthy recipes while trying to lose weight. And also, uh, he currently hosts the shows uh, Top Chef Masters mm-hmm. and uh, Around the World Eighty Plates. So that's a great one uh, to have endorsements and. Um, yeah, so, yeah, hopefully, I imagine uh, Jamie Oliver at some point will endorse it. So, yeah, so a lot of big uh, corporations have endorsed it, and certainly the more we get, then you know, the more we can hope for donations for it. Yes, and uh, good uh, uh, news for California also. There are uh, four or five uh, counties who are non-GMO. Mendocino County, famous for the wine, mm-hmm. uh, Marin County, Lake County, uh, Santa Cruz County, they are. That means that they do not allow GMO to grow in the counties, but they can sell it. But right now, with this uh, <laughs> um, ballot, things will change. 
But Northern California is big. Northern California is wow. And I hear that stuff up Mendocino. Like sometimes I feel like I want to live up there. Yes. yes. And certainly, yeah. Certainly I know Pam Larry from her town. She's probably more used to things like that because she's from Chico. So. Yes. So explains, yeah, I figure certainly someone from Northern California that uh, – that but, she initiated uh, it. We're here in Southern California. We're making a lot of noise also. <laughs> we are. And I mean, yeah. Southern California, I mean, you know, you see certain parts. It's, it's a very mixed uh, bag, Southern California. You see certain parts of it and you don't think it's uh, it's green at all. But really, there are also a lot. I mean, I'm amazed oh. at the number of farmer's markets that we have oh, in Southern amazing. California. Amazing. Like, almost every town, I think, has a farmer's market. I mean, some have more than one. Yes, yes, Absolutely. It's, uh, we're it. <laughs> we are. I mean, so, no, there is, you know, it's a large city, and yeah, you know, there's the uh, there's the traffic congestion, mm-hmm. which could uh, could be seen as a major uh, ungreen thing, but uh, no, there really are good, good efforts. I mean, and you also have a lot of independent natural food stores. Yes, and the communications, know. radios, TV, magazines. Yeah, I mean, there's free. a lot of organizations, yes. I mean, that we have, you know, like a thing like Green Earth Radio, that we have uh, an internet radio station all devoted to the environment. And, I mean, a number of organizations in California. I mean, we got, you know, we have, well, we have, a, we have several chapters of Green Drinks and the Sierra Club. And then, I mean, we have things that are started in, in here, like the Green Business Network, the yep. um, Burbank Green Alliance, Transition to Green. So, so it's a wonderful thing. So now, has your involvement been just in Southern California? Have you traveled uh, at all uh, to uh, other yes, parts of yes, the state? Southern California. I'm in touch with Dr. Caldwell, Leonard Caldwell also. He's uh, in another state, but he sends his uh, emails to people in California, and he's waking up everybody, everybody else also. <laughs> Well, that's great. And certainly, I imagine in California, there's a lot of uh, different places you can go to. So do you go kind of all throughout the city? Oh, absolutely. Anywhere, you know, uh, schools, churches, Thai churches, um, uh, malls, uh, the farmer's market are a gold mine. And uh, yes, everywhere people are open-minded, and, and uh, yes, they want good food. Everyone good, uh, want good food at the right price also. Right. Well, farmers' market's great, and certainly that's a thing. Kind of to any listeners that are involved with an uh, environmental organization, you should really be getting involved with this initiative. It's it's much easier to think if you're in an environmental organization. I mean, you just have to say endorse a labeling GMOs initiative. I bet I'd be very surprised at who wouldn't want to take the time to fill out the information in the group. I mean, if that's your involvement, then that's like. It, it's much easier than you think because, I mean, I certainly uh, – I'm one who uh, does not have a lot of free time. But I've – after going to the meeting a couple of days ago, I've realized it's easy. I can do this. So if someone that uh, has, you know, uh, has, has trouble sometimes getting enough sleep these days could do it, then <laughs> any of you can get involved with this. Please get involved. Please. We need each other. Please. Now. Now or never. Please, please, this is for our future, our families. This is for the future of our country. You, you, that's all it takes is you. Just do it. It is your decision. Let's let's, um, keep the right to know what is in our food. And we have some great events coming up. Can you tell us about some of the events coming up and some of like the like um, contests that are going to be oh, uh, Yes, uh, we're uh, in preparing the, the events. Uh, we're going to have uh, picnics, uh, contacts, um, video contacts. There are all kinds of things that just, if, if, when you go to California Right to Know indoors, we will send to you information. So you will know for, uh, you will uh, learn which uh, event is clo- closest to your house or, or to the place <clears throat> that you live or, or you work. Uh, th- there are tons of events all the time. Right. Now, I know there's some video contests and songs that was... Uh, yes. Uh, and posters. Uh, we're always doing something. <laughs> right. Explain a little more of what you're looking for in the videos and the songs. And in the videos, it's very simple. And in, in the songs, it's very simple. It's just that we have the right to know what is in our food. Just very simple. It's, it's our right. I want to know. If, if I'm uh, going to... Um, 
going to buy something at the store. I want to know what I'm buying. It's just um, basic, basic. We're, go we're going back to basics. Yes. Uh, just in the past, 50 years ago, it was not a, a fight to get uh, organic foods. T today, these are different dates, but we have to fight for our right to know what is in our food. Right, and because these, these, these are GMOs, I mean, it's making us one of the sickest countries in the world. Can you kind of explain a little more about uh, why uh, it's doing that? Yes, yes. There is a, a well-known biologist, Pusha Bhargava, he believes that GMOs are the main reason for the alarming epidemics in the USA. When the, uh, <clears throat> and some, uh, some other uh, doctors or scientists, they um, call uh, the new diseases modern diseases. These are modern diseases that they not even uh, taught uh, antibiotics, do nothing to them. They, they're new. They don't know what to do with them. And uh, that's uh, what they believe is thanks to GMOs. Right. So and explain a little more of the reason that we should avoid the GMOs. Um, we must um, first uh, avoid GMOs because th they are not natural. Those are engineered foods. Engineered engineer foods uh, that we eat. Uh, thinking they taste and look like if, if, if they're uh, as if they're natural, but they are not. They are actually bacteria and viruses that we're eating. They taste good and stay in our bodies, making new diseases. Making new diseases. Uh, it, there are um, some doctors. Um, let me see the. The American Academy of Environmental Medicine, they think that several animal studies indicate serious health risks associated with genetically engineered foods, including infertility, immune problems, aging, faulty insulin regu regulation, and changing in major, major organs and the gastrointestinal system. Many physicians advise now that patients... Um, uh, Advise all patients to choose a non-GMO diet. Certainly, yeah. I mean, that's certainly that's. I mean, it's always been a thing on this radio that we've, I've always encouraged non-GMO, and because I mean, there's certainly been a lot of cases lately out there about farmers suing. I mean, because another problem with GMOs is about um, even farms that don't grow GMOs, some of this stuff can blow across to the farms yes. where there's GMOs. So I mean, it's it's dangerous. I mean. It's kind of a thing, you know, comes kind of like a, a secondhand smoke of even even um, avoiding or attempting to avoid GMOs, that the cross-pollination that comes from of and these farms with them. Yeah, that's not all. The Monsanto is suing them for stealing their... Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> their seeds. That's right. Yeah, they're not. They didn't even buy the seeds, and because of because uh, of the wind, Monsanto is uh, is taking it after. So. Unbelievable. I mean, it's, uh, disgusting, uh, the kind of stuff Monsanto does. So what's your thought of the FDA's handling of all of this? Well, the FDA received uh, millions from Monsanto. So they are, unfortunately, unfortunately they're not, not doing anything for us. We are. That's why we got the petition. Because we as consumers want to tell the government, this is what we want so the FDA have to listen to us. We're going to vote, yes, please, uh, label genetically engineered foods in California. We want that. Then they have to do it. They have to do it because uh, we, the consumers, the voters, are demanding that. And please uh, vote yes to label genetically engineered foods in uh, on November. Right. And now another interesting thing that you had shown me was you showed me a list of all of these companies that make food which includes GMOs, which I mean, and, and this thing, the, actually a reason I like this is because this brings me into a little good segue, maybe a little of a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> next month on The Appropriate Omnivore, we've been kind of doing these uh, these themes for every month. For May, we had Meat Lovers May, and June, we had the Fighting for Foie Gras. So next month, July, since, as you know, in, in America, July, we celebrate our independence. On The Appropriate Omnivore for July, we'll be 
celebrating our independence as in independently owned businesses. And independently owned businesses are a great way to avoid all these big companies that have genetically modified foods because I think, you know, I mean the thing is um, so much of the food industry is really run by just a few companies and I think all of these companies come up on there, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Nestle, um, let's see, is, is, yeah, Hershey's is on here, um, yeah. I mean, you know, all these craft, um, so I mean all these companies, so, you know, to go for uh, for independent companies, like for instance, um, you know, a lot of these are candy companies, um, I, you know, for uh, a, a better candy to go to than for Hershey's, Nestle's, M&M, Mars, a great company is Theo Chocolates. They have, they are non-GMO, including, because you have to be careful with, even with some of these sm- smaller companies that you see at Whole Foods, some of them do have GMOs. Um, likely, if, if it has soy lecithin in it, then that's likely going to be GMO unless there's something on it that says it's yeah. not. So Theo Chocolates, they're organic. And, and now, is it true that organic can organic have any GMOs in it if it's certified uh, organic? If no, if, if it is organic, it is organic. That there are sixty percent organic, ninety uh, percent organic, one hundred percent organic. But if it's if it says organic, it is organic. And now that you said you mentioned Whole Foods, fifty six percent. I read a study. Fifty six percent of their canned food is genetically engineered. It is, right. That is an important thing to know that Whole Foods, although they do have many great non-GMO verified foods, they are not. And I mean, you know, I'm not sure. uh, Is is there a store in L.A. that's been proven to sell completely GMO free? Uh, No, not not that I know. No, no, no. Uh, But you have to read. You have to read the ingredients. If it says organic, just buy it. If it doesn't, most likely it's genetically engineered. Some, um, a lot of uh, about 200 uh, brands are now um, labeling uh, non-GMO. So if it's non-GMO, that's fine. Right. There's the uh, the non-GMO verified product, and I mean, you know, and it's a thing that I mean, I can somewhat understand why uh, stores don't don't want to go all GMO free because I mean, I know part of the reason that people buy it is they can be less expensive with the economy with families. So I think that's a good reason why this initiative is all the more important is. That since you know stores, it's just maybe doesn't make financial sense to all non-GMOs. With this initiative, you can at least go into any store and know that because right now you can't if, no. if it has organic or it has that non-GMO. You know, but if it doesn't, then you can't be certain. And I'm, you know, if I see something that's corn that doesn't have organic, I I'm not going to buy it unless they have the. The certification on it. Uh, I don't absolutely. want to take my chances. Absolutely, especially when eighty-six percent of corn is GMO, ninety-three percent of soy is GMO, ninety-three percent of cotton is GMO, over seventy percent of all processed foods are GMO. So they are all over, all over us. They are, and it's a thing of you. It's even in things where you might not think that uh, the products are in there because you have to look at things. A lot of products contain like soy lecithin, soy oil, soy flour, and... Fructose, corn. Right, right, exactly. Yes, that's. I'm glad you brought up the fructose because anything that contains these corn ingredients that's not organic, that's GMO. And another one actually um, someone was just telling me about was um, Dee McCaffrey who wrote the book Science of Skinny and Runs Process Free America. Because now there's these things called sugar alcohols, which not a big supporter of and even less a supporter when hearing that these sugar alcohols, they're made from corn. And if the if a product that has erythritol, xylitol in it is not organic, then that means that it comes from genetically modified corn. Oh, my goodness. There, um, I read that there's over 50 ways you can say fructose. So they are hidden, hidden in in the ingredients. They are, and it's uh, and I have a rare actually uh, applause to the FDA when they actually allowed it to. They they would not allow high fructose corn syrup to be labeled as corn sugar because they tried to do that. I mean the uh, the corn industry, pretty powerful industry, and yes. certainly close connections with Monsanto. I oh, mean oh. the two they are in bed together. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Right. Um, now, how about like, because you said fast food restaurants, almost all of them contain GMOs. Uh, yes, they, they yeah. uh, absolutely. They buy uh, their the GMO produce 
uh, they last longer, um, and uh, they cook with uh, corn oil or vegetable oil, and, and they're meat. They're, <laughs> they're not, that's not actually meat. Right, leftovers, and I'm guessing that this you're referring mainly to like the big, uh, the big fast food companies, yeah, the like because fa- uh, the one companies. I wonder about. I know there's one called Sharky's, which I know they have their corn there is all non-GMO. Now I'm not sure if they have some GMO and other things like the oils, but I know that they've been promoting that the corn is non-GMO, and as far as I know, they they do the best to avoid GMOs. They are, uh, um, we are happy that many smaller companies are waking up and they're writing in, in their ingredients. We don't use any GMOs or we use only organic, or, but it's in their menu. They're waking up that people that we want to eat good food. Yeah. Now, this initiative, does that require restaurants to label it too or is this more uh, just a thing in grocery stores? No, no, n- not restaurants, uh, but... Uh, we're talking to them. <laughs> right. Well, certainly, yeah, it's a start. Yes. And I mean, I think if, uh, if you know, if it goes well with the grocery stores, I think people may demand that for restaurants. I mean, because, like, yeah. look at the uh, calorie counting in restaurants now. I mean. Yeah. Uh, 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 even though I have talked to a few uh, restaurants, well, not few, about at least 10 restaurants. And they just want education. They want to avoid GMOs. They said, Awesome. So uh, they just want education. Is this, no, it's a little bit more, uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's the help of, of our, uh, our clients. And we will tell them that uh, because they're asking now. They're asking, do you have GMOs in here? Do you? Right. I think it would be, so. be great if maybe, maybe someone could like put together like a resource list of all restaurants that are non-GMO. I think that would be uh, uh, a great it, thing to have. Yes, which, more and uh, more. Maybe, uh, yes. If, maybe I'll try to research this. Maybe I think on my blog uh, I'd like to get this uh, spotlight restaurants that, are, that use completely uh, non-GMO. Um, uh, you know, I think, well, I think this is, you know, yet another – there's a lot of things that um, – you know, we look for in restaurants, and this, I think, is going to be a new thing because, you know, certainly, like, I'm with me a lot because Appropriate Omnivore, I've been doing a thing of highlighting restaurants that serve grass-fed beef. And, I mean, there's a whole site, actually, that gives a different labels called uh, the Eat Well Guide. And I don't know that they have a label yet for uh, for uh, for restaurants that can, like, say non-GMO, which actually uh, – Gives me an idea. I may actually uh, reach out to them and ask that they should put that in their criteria. That's great. Absolutely. That sounds great. Uh, well, I think after this initiative, which it looks like I think has yes. good chance of passing, I think we could start seeing that of uh, restaurants wanting to uh, to promote that. So there's something we yeah. have. Uh, and in L.A. and uh, San Fernando Valley, Santa Monica, uh, more and more smaller restaurants, vegans, vegetarians, uh, responsible uh, eating, or, or, um, omnivore, uh, they're opening opening up, and that's amazing. I think we're seeing a trend of, of restaurants that are more sustainable, more healthy, because there's a number of chains. In fact, there's been like the Burger Lounge, which uh, that was our very first show here was all about them. They're rapidly expanding in Southern California, and they're a restaurant that serves grass-fed beef as, all, as well as has great vegetarian options. And, I mean, their whole practices are green. That was all the model of it. And, I mean, they have uh, they started in San Diego, and they're rapidly expanding where they'll soon have three locations in Los Angeles as well as another one in San Diego. And mm-hmm. you have other chains like Tender Greens is a great one. Awesome. It's fresh foods. So you have a lot of these – I've certainly seen a, uh, a popular trend of these sustainable restaurants. Yeah, I mean, you, have, you have vegan chains because you have like the uh, that was it Native Foods, uh, mm-hmm. Cafe Gratitude, Real Food Daily. So you are seeing a lot of. I think uh, that could be the new trend in restaurants is is ones going for healthier eating. I mean, even like one of the probably the most successful recent fast food one, Chipotle. Their whole thing is about cage free animals and about local and. Yeah. And they're certainly they're they're working more and more now. Is Chipotle's corn is that non-GMO? Uh, non-GMO, yes. It is. Yes. See now, now here's the thing: Why don't they push that? That's what I want to know. It's yes, sometimes uh, it gets uh, me why companies don't the, the, promote uh, things. Yes, they they're not educated to it. They're not educated. Yeah, which to what, it. what I say is I, I encourage people to call up because um, I know an example actually the company Eden Foods. It says on their cans BPA free and. Mm-hmm. It was done in part actually by a friend of mine who he's really the one that 
taught me all about BPA, he explained to me, he called them up and said, your cans are BPA-free, I've heard. Why don't you say this on the cans? And mm-hmm. and now it says, so we need people to, uh, we need activism is what we need. Yes, so, yes. and in fact, because in fact, I've talked at some point, I wanted to do just a whole show just on like all types of activism because there's a lot of different activism. I think for me, and I think this could actually fit into uh, non-GMOs as we're talking about grocery stores and we're talking about Whole Foods. I mean, there are some non-GMOs at the conventional grocery stores, and I encourage people not to stop shopping at conventional grocery stores because they are making an effort. So if you only buy items that are very sustainable at those stores, you're telling them you like these products of theirs and you want them to sell more. Plus, it's a thing that I mean, like if you're buying some corn that's non-GMO verified, and you're at the uh, the checkout lane in Ralph's, other people will see it. And you know, I encouraged you know you get in uh, conversations. Also, tell the people at Ralph's that you want them to carry more non-GMO products. It's very important. If you have the time, just write a note and give it to the manager. It is absolutely very important. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I do that. I say, you know, um, I don't see this product here. Can I talk to the manager and say? You should start doing this. So certainly activism is is a thing that I've been encouraging a lot on this show. And I think that's what, you know, that's what all of this, uh, it, it makes sense why I'm interested in getting involved with this because <laughs> I am very involved with food activism these days. So It, it, is, it is simple as, as I said, as us. We are the ones who, who have the power. We are the ones who are the basis of any economy. But we have to, to have action to do some action because education without action is nothing. It's nothing. So we better go there and talk to other people. And now that you're listening, please talk to your friends, talk to your family, go to the church, um, uh, to the grocery store, uh, talk to your neighbor. It's just word of mouth. That's all word of mouth. It's simple. And it's really, it's easier than you think because I mean, I, you know, maybe you've had bad experience doing like uh, canvassing or phone banking. You know, I mean, look, I mean, I've worked for, I've done like canvassing and phone banking for politicians and that you get some angry people. But with this, as, uh, as Isabella said, she's had very few people that are against it. So it's really, it's easier than you think to just tell your friends about it and and, you know, get them in it. I think you'll find that um, this, as opposed to other issues and other things, you'll find support among. I mean, yeah, everyone I've told is I've not heard negative about it because it's really, it's, um, there's hard to, uh, it's hard to know why you'd be against it because this is nothing about, you know, limiting our, it's no, uh, it's no limit of freedom. In fact, actually, all it's giving us is, uh, what it's limiting is the corporations that they're required. So as a consumer, it does not affect us. It doesn't say we can't have this. That's the point thing to clear. It's like well, it's called. It's the labeling GMO. It's not banned GMOs. No, it's not. But we're not banning GMOs. And most people are very grateful. They're, you know, they say, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for, because we are volunteers. We take, uh, as you, we're busy, but... We take the time. If, if you have the will to do something, you will find the time. And th- it is my passion. It is my passion to go out and, and scream a little louder. So because I, I know that my, I'm not alone. So, so let's do it. Let's do it. If you want to get a hold of me or ask any question, you can uh, uh, go to uh, send me an email at info at wideredexcellence.com. I'll be more than happy to... Uh, uh, guide you if you want to be a volunteer or have any, any ideas or if you want to uh, we go to schools to PTA to um, stores we give uh, lectures uh, to kids uh, to adults to anybody who wants to listen to us right so probably uh, people are in the Southern California they'll likely uh, see you and um, there's a lot of your stuff in the Valley area like North yeah. and Burbank um, we're everywhere but I myself were in the East Valley in Sherman Oaks uh, North Hollywood um, Burbank um, all over here <laughs> right so chances are if you live in those areas you'll see Isabel and in yeah. fact you should uh, should mention that you heard her on the appropriate omnivore um, and I'm sure she'll be extra glad to talk yeah, to you absolutely <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, it's, it's been great to have you on the show. Oh, my and, pleasure. Uh, certainly, uh, this is going to be a theme on The Appropriate Omnivore up until November. We'll be talking a lot about this. So just once again, tell people you, – you actually – because um, I always ask people at the end. I, I love it that you, for me, actually uh, went to the address. But again, let people know where they can find the uh, the address for your practice and also give them the address for the uh, ballot proposition oh, as well. Sure. Again. Okay. Again, my name is Isabel Charleston. Uh, the website for the uh, GMOs is CA, as California, right to know, dot org, um, uh, slash endorse. If you please want to endorse us, we need uh, 100,000 in four weeks, 100,000 people in four weeks. And uh, my business is waterexcellence.com. I'm very particular on water. And it's the best water you can drink. It's alkaline, and uh, I, I can educate uh, you on that. And if you want to send me an email, uh, please send it to info at waterexcellence.com. Let's get in touch. Let's keep together, and let's pass these uh, label GMOs. Wonderful. I love it, seeing someone that has so much passion as you, and I, I think everyone should have this passion. So now before we go, we've got to go to our desserts, which these are my recommendations of how to live appropriately in the upcoming week. Here are our final picks for Fighting for Foie Gras Month. If you can make it today, there are multi-course foie gras meals at Shia Brasserie in Beverly Hills and Melisse in Santa Monica. Or... Perhaps you're looking for something a little more affordable. In the O Hotel downtown, you can go to the restaurant bar and kitchen and get a foie gras BLT. Also, our good friends at the Burger Lounge are offering a limited burger at the West Hollywood location known as the Spicy Burger, which consists of jalapeno relish, asadero cheese, and tomatillo aioli. Now, I'm a big fan of the Burger Lounge for the grass-fed beef, and actually this is my favorite style burger, so... I'll be certain to take advantage of this limited time off- offer. And additionally, again, you should learn about this GMO proposition ballot, which is, uh, again, at caRightToKnow.org. And also, if you're listening to this show live, today Transition to Green is having their first uh, monthly dining series with me at the, uh, the restaurant, the Misfit uh, Restaurant and Bar in Santa Monica. That's all for this week of The Appropriate Omnivore. To find out more about my news stories, my guests, and the events happening this week, visit my blog at appropriateomnivore.blogspot.com.